church say amen. I won't go back. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. And Lord God, we pray that you will forgive us of our sins and sanctify us. Pray that you will speak to our hearts, turn our lives around, transform the renewing of our minds. Now bless your people, convict, convince, if need be, convert. Thank you for our visiting pastor, Dr. Mills, and all of the pulpit associates. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Hallelujah. I want to thank our youth steppers and young adult steppers. Our, I want to thank God for our young adult choir. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, I'm in 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1, Paul's epistle to his spiritual son, Timothy, chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. When you get it, say, man. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenius and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. A charge of commitment. Believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are continually in conflict against evil. This evil is an ongoing opposition against our reasoning, our righteousness, our relationships, and Arrest. And our commitment to Christ comforts us in crisis as God alleviates these attacks from the devil. The devil cannot destroy a Christian's destiny. We are going to heaven. The devil cannot yeah, detour our ultimate deliverance. That's in God's hands. But the devil can and will divide, demolish, and discontinue your fight, your faith, and your freedom on earth. Satan is strategic, not tactical. He plans way in advance, and he knows everyone under the sound of my voice 
from the time you came out your mother's womb to right now. Paul the Apostle is writing to his son Timothy in the faith, and these are called the pastoral epistles. First, second Timothy and Titus. Timothy pastored at Ephesus as a young man, and Titus pastored. And Paul is writing this thematic thrust in First Timothy is how to manage the house of God. Mm -hmm. And the first chapter is uh, how we ought to manage the message. Second and third chapter, how we ought to manage the members, how we ought to manage the ministry, and how we ought to manage the mission. And then when you look at Paul, Paul is giving Timothy some critical advice. Paul understands the enemy. Paul says, for we're not ignorant of his devices. In the Greek, his strategies, his stratagems, his plots, his plans, his pull-downs. To the church at Thessalonica, Pastor Mills, Paul wrote, and we're not not only ignorant of his devices, but Paul says, I wanted to come to you again and again, but Satan hindered us. And that word hindered in the Greek means he blew a bridge from out under us. We couldn't cross over. And if you are saved, you will quickly discover that Satan is not all-powerful. He's a creature, not a creator. Do I have a witness? But he has a whole lot of power. He's, he's the prince of the power of the airwaves. He's the fourth strongest power in the universe. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Satan. His previous name was Lucifer, who stood in front of the throne of God and orchestrated all of the praises from the angelic host to God. When he left, he took a third of the angels with him. And when he fell, and Jesus said, I saw you falling like lightning. There was no gang war in heaven. There was no war. Amen. He was booted out. And he, he came down to earth and became Satan. Do I have a witness? And, and, and child of God, child of God, that this, this same devil is instrumental in your life and in mine. If you say born again, blood washed, blood bought, he's constantly coming at you because he knows he doesn't have you. He knows that you belong to Almighty God. And you need not fear the devil. You need not fear black magic, white magic. You, you need not fear roots. You need not fear somebody putting a spell on you because my Bible says no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Do I have a witness? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can root, you can, you can rotor, you can, you can, you, 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 you can round up, you can do whatever you want to do. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, but Satan knows that if he just stays right down, if he keeps if he keeps attacking you and keeps putting thoughts in your mind and keeps, amen, coming at your weak spots, he knows if you're not strong in the faith, you'll collapse and he'll come right on in, set up camp, and he can re, listen now, he can reprogram things in your life. It is, it is in his context that Paul infers in this text three things, a spiritual fight, a strategic faith, and a steadfast freedom. The war is on. Every day, Sister Hicks, we're in a fight. And we're, we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting invisible foes who gains control of people's minds. I told him this morning, I must have a sign around me that says, mess with me. I went, I went in ShopRite two days ago, and I'm standing in line. I got some groceries, and there's this lady, she's, she's in line before me, and she's got a little son, about eight years old, and he's sitting there, and I mind my business, and I, you know, I grab the wooden stick to separate the woman's groceries from mine, and I put the stick down and start putting my groceries on the counter. And the little boy was standing there looking at me like this, look. <laughs> His mother's paying the bill, and I, I just looked at him, and I, I'm, I'm putting my groceries down. He grabs the stick off the conveyor belt and holds on to it, and he's looking at me like this. So I reach for another stick. And I put another stick down, and I'm putting my groceries up. He grabs the second stick, and he's holding two sticks, and he's sitting there looking at me. So I said, give me my stick. And he threw the sticks on the thing, and he got scared to start backing up. And the moral to this story is this, he'll never grab another stick. Because I started to stick it to him. It always happens to me, Pastor Mills. I don't know why, people just keep messing with me. But I want you to see something in this text real quickly. We'll get out your way. Timothy is charged to war a warfare, a fight. What does it mean to war a good warfare? Look at verse 18. This charge, don't, don't miss this word, para parangelo, this charge is like a superior officer charging a subordinate. And Paul is telling Timothy that the one that charged you, you ought to carry his wishes out and not try to please yourself. Jesus Christ is our superior officer. And when he charges us to live a life 
worthy of his name. When he charges us to fight the good fight of faith. When he charges us, listen to pastor now, to a steadfast faith and a strategic freedom, we have to carry it out. This life is not easy. It, it, it begins with our attitude. And here, here it is. It begins with an attitude of enlightenment. A believer's warfare is always against evil, not people. Evil can influence people, but you're not fighting people. For the warfare, the weapons of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are fighting evil. And you got to discern the devil. You got to know the spirit behind the spirit. Are y'all praying with me? First Timothy 4.1. Amen. That no, we're not only fighting evil, we need enlightenment, we're fighting error. Error in doctrine. Error in people's minds. See, because let me tell you why. This war is so intense that Satan is attacking our reasoning. How we think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Are you praying with me? Well, child, child of God, why is there a warfare in my reasoning? Because Satan is trying to plant wiles, strategies. He's trying to put in our mind disguised evil. You know what sin is? Sin is when you call good bad and bad good. That's sin. And, and child of God, he, he is, listen to this now, we, we have to fight the good fight of faith. We, we have, amen, we got to fight our reasoning so that we control our minds. Shut our mouths and have clean motives. Timothy was charged to a warfare fight, and our attitude is enlightenment, but there's an avoidance. Flee youthful lusts. Why, Timothy? Because your lust wars against your own soul. The more we get into imaginary sexual sins. Our souls are at stake. The place of your emotion starts to shake. Do I have a witness up in the house? Been there, done that. Trust me. That you can't invite satanic stuff into your life and think some of it's not going to stick. You, you, can't, you can't let the devil in and then shut the door and tell him to get back out. If you dance to the music, you got to pay the piper. Do I have a witness? You, you, you just can't pick up Satan at will and put him down and think there's no residuals. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody up in here. And the Bible puts it this way, Pastor, that uh, whatsoever a man soweth, 
That's what he's going to read. Isn't that right? And, 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 so, and so he's talking about flee youthful lust, fight ungodly feelings, and we do have some ungodly feelings, don't we? Come on, now, y'all can talk back to me today. When that boy grabbed my second stick, I wanted to smack the daylights out of that little boy. You know what I'm talking about. Just ungodly. You know, when we was raised, we, wouldn't, we would never do anything like that. First of all, our mothers would have knocked our head off. Do I have a witness up in the house? Fight ungodly feelings. Fight ungodly flesh. Fight your historical fractures. You got to fight. You got to fight to walk right. You got to fight to, to talk right. You got you to gotta fight to be in fellowship. You got to fight. Every, every morning you get up, you got to put on. I'm, I'm preaching up in this place. Every, every morning you got to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to get ready for battle. There's going to be a battle on the job. There's going to be a battle in the marriage. There's going to be a battle at work. There's going to be a battle. You got to get ready for warfare. And stop thinking you on an island somewhere. Stop thinking you in, yeah, you, you, you in the Bahamas somewhere. No, there's a war going on. And because your name is in the Lamb's book of life, Satan is shooting every missile he can at you. Do I have a witness? He's shooting at your marriage. He's shooting at your ministry. He's shooting at your mind. He's shooting at your money. He, he's trying to get you to get out of the will of God. But you got to have a made-up mind. I'm a soldier of the cross. I've come too far. Can I get a witness? You, you got to have a resilience. You, you got to have, you got to have a stick to Every day is not going to be Sunday. Every day is not going to be easy. Sometimes you, you're going to have to fight when you are tired of fighting. You're going to have to fight. Can I get a witness? Too many Christians want to give up. You got to fight. Thank you, Lord. And see, I can, I can laugh about it now, but I, see, see, when I look back, somebody know what I'm talking about. I remember across the street, we had communion at night. You know, 1988, I'm, I came here in 87. 88, after communion, I, 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 I paid all this money, Pastor Mills. This beautiful place up in the Pocono Mountains for me and my wife. We ain't no kids. Heart-shaped pool. What you mean, oh, oh? Heart-shaped pool. And we come out of communion and the devil got in the car. I ain't talking about my wife, but the devil got in the car. And we argued all the way up to the mountains. I couldn't even enjoy my heart-shaped pool. So I got tired of arguing. I turned my oldies on and what came on the radio was me and Mrs. Jones. We got a thing going on. Much too strong. So he's going to say, you know that's about adultery. I said, so is Roberta Flack, so let's forget that too. <laughs> now listen to this. On the way, listen, when we checking out, we made up. 
but I had wasted my money letting the devil get in there. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? How, how many of you have let the devil in and regretted the damage? My God today. Never got in a heart-shaped pool. Had to come home to a shower. Because <laughs> I let the devil, how many of you know what I'm talking about? I let the devil get in the details. Check it out. Timothy, 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 Timothy was charged the war a warfare, a fight, a good fight. Notice he says, a good fight. A good fight. A fight of faith. Fight. Were you standing on the promises and not just sitting in the premises? Fight. Were you appropriating the word of God? Were you in fellowship? Were you in communion with God? Were you in communication with Almighty? Fight. There are no coincidences. Fight. Every day. There's a battle going on. But, but, but look, 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 here's the second thing. Timothy was charged to a wisdom of faith, strategic faith, equipment, putting on the armor of God, applying a persuasion. See, child of God, when you talk about faith, pistis is the Greek word. When you talk about faith, you're talking about a persuasion, not based on feelings or looks or what you see or what you feel, what you heard. You're talking about a persuasion that no matter what comes or goes, I believe God. Can I get it? At the end of the day, I just believe God. I, I, I believe that Jesus is going to work everything out. Well, uh, child of God, what do you see? It doesn't matter what I see. I believe that Jesus is going to work everything out. Well, what do you hear? I don't, it doesn't matter what I hear. I, I, I believe that Jesus is going to work it out. Can I get a witness? Well, brother man, what do you have in your hand? Doesn't matter what's in my hand. I believe that Jesus is going to work it out. You got to believe when it's not convenient to believe. You got to believe when hellhounds are on your trail. You got to believe when you can't see or feel anything, when you can't imagine anything, when you can't conjure up anything, you got to walk away saying, I am persuaded. I believe. I don't have to see. I got a track record with the master because Jesus has never failed me. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen a seed begging bread. I believe when the job folds up. I believe when the relationship ends. 
I believe. Can I get a witness? Like them three Hebrew boys. You gonna burn in a fiery furnace? They said, old Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you in this matter because our God, he's able. And if you don't walk out that door with nothing today, you may not understand all the theological. You may not understand all the practical. But what you got to know is God is able. He's able to do far exceedingly, abundantly above that all I ask or think. Can I get a witness? Child of God, see, here's what Satan is after. Listen, when it comes to your reasoning, he wants to bring the wiles. When it comes to your righteousness, he wants to bring the work of the flesh. Do I have a witness? In Galatians chapter 5, I'm talking about sexual, social, and spiritual stuff. He wants to keep shooting at you. When it comes to your relationship, he wants to bring the wounds back up. Can I get a witness? See, child of God, he is strategic. When it comes, Lord, have mercy to my reasoning, it's the wiles. When it comes to my righteousness, it's the works of this flesh. But when it comes to my relationships, it's my wounds that have never been healed. You don't appreciate me. You don't love me. I don't feel good about myself. All that stuff is the wound strongholds of the flesh. Satan just stays right there and he keeps jugging you. Can I get a witness? And when it comes to your rest, can I get a witness? It's your worry and your weariness and you being worn out. So God says, no, you got to fight. You got to put the gloves on. You got to put the equipment on. You got to have some enlightenment. Don't let that devil hit you and you not hitting back. Pull up the shields of your faith and every time he throws something at you, block it off. Can I get a witness? Block his accusations. Block his attacks. Block his words. Block. Can I get a witness? But every time you block Pastor Mills, pull out your Rima. Pull out that sword and hit him back. The Lord said, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I had plans for you. Plans of good, not of evil. And we know that all things And then you got a head of faith. Can I get a witness? Now the object of your faith is a person. And his name is Jesus. I'm getting sick and tired of all this stuff. Not Buddha. 
Is Jesus not Allah? It's Jesus. There's only one name given among men whereby we must be saved. Not Confucius. Can I but Jesus? There's one name that makes demons tremble. Blind men sing. Lame men walk. And his name is Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, get the hits. In his name, in his name, you remember Peter and John in Acts, silver and gold, have we none, but in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk, and the Bible says the man leaped, he leaped, and his ankle bones got strength, he was paralyzed, but he walked. There's power, power, power. Faith in the person. Faith that the person is going to solve your problems. Can I get a witness? When you got problems, they're not for you to solve. This battle is not yours. The battle has already been fought. And the victory has already been won. You take your problems to the person who's got the power to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Can I get a witness? Jesus is the person. Jesus has the power. Jesus will bring about a pullout. Can I get a witness? Won't he pull you out of trouble? Won't he pull you out of trouble? Won't he pull you out of trouble? He'll pull you out of trouble. Look at this. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm coming in for landing. But look what he says in verse 19. Hold on. Verse 18, war, good warfare. Then holding faith and a good alarm system, a good conscience. Yeah. I'm going to mess up now, Doc. I'm going to mess up now. I, I, I'm going to mess up now. See, my conscience ain't always been good. My conscience ain't always been clean. I had a bad conscience, Brother Arnold. Had a dirty conscience, had a convicting conscience, had a guilty conscience. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? But when you get washed in the blood and when you walk in the light, the Lord will give you a good conscience. No regrets and no guilt, no pain. Can I get a witness? He talks about this good conscience. This, that, that's that inner voice that judges between right and wrong. Your conscience is not your God. The Holy Ghost is your God. But you got to have a clean conscience for your faith to work. Oh, y'all getting quiet in here now. Can I get a witness? Clean of the clutter of bad motives. Clean of the craft of moral failure. A Christ-centered conscience. 
so you don't have a mind failure. See, your conscience is sinful if it's divisive. Your conscience is selfish means it's demonic. And when your conscience is seared, it's dead. Y'all ain't praying with me. You got to have a conscience. That's why he connects this, look, holding faith and a good conscience. If you got a bad conscience, you got a bad faith. If you got a corrupt conscience, you got a corrupt faith. You can't have a good faith and a bad conscience. Can I get a witness? We got so much filth up here. We got so much division up here. We got so much demonic activity up here. We run each other down. We don't, hey, come on now. I'm preaching up in this place. We, we let the devil use us. We full of hell. Hey, can I get a witness? We messed up on the inside. We don't want no help. We're prideful. We're worldly. We want to do our own thing. We want to turn religion on and turn it off. Well, you got to have a good conscience in order to have a good faith because when my conscience is clear my faith is powerful can i get a witness joseph had a clear conscience he said you meant it for evil but god meant it for good can i get a witness moses had a clear conscience david had a clear conscience after he repented he said created me a clean heart a clean conscience and renew a right spirit within me. Too many preachers. You know what's wrong with preachers today? They don't believe what they're preaching. They think they get an exemption clause because they are the pastor or the preacher. When the Bible says, and he that doeth wrong shall receive of the wrong which he hath done, and there's no respecter of persons. I can't live in hell and expect heaven. I can't walk in darkness and expect blessings. I can't tip God and not tithe and expect God to bless me. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? Child of God, he says, all in faith and a good conscience. Look at his final point. He charges Timothy to a winning of a steadfast freedom. Now watch this. Look at verse. Now watch this now. Look at it. He says, which, verse 19, which some having put away their faith have made themselves shipwreck. Uh-oh. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. This sounds like Titanic. <laughs> shipwreck. Shipwreck. That means your ship is going down. That means your ship has hit an iceberg. Can I get a witness? Look, look what he says. He says, they've made their faith shipwreck. Of whom? Is Hymenius, verse 20, and Alexander two men who withstood Paul and opposed Paul. And Paul said, I've already delivered them over to Satan. Not for punitive, but for corrective. Lord have mercy. One of the things we don't understand about the church, the church, the ecclesia of God, says that if a man sins, a woman sins, and they repent, let them back in. 
because it's corrective, not punitive. When they refuse to repent, keep them out. Put them out. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in here. So if somebody come down here drunk today, stumble and, and interfere with the service and stumble all over the time, and, we, and we, 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 we do some church discipline, we silence him, we may even excommunicate him if it's a continual thing. Are y'all praying with me? Paul says when a man con confesses and repents, let him back in. You don't have the right, Lord have mercy, to start expelling people because of sin. Because if God should mark iniquities, who could stand? Do I have a witness up in the house? Oh, I know it's tight, but it's right. That's why Solomon said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall bring it to pass. Can I get a witness? That's why Solomon said in Proverbs 4, he said, guard your hearts. Why, Solomon? Because out of your hearts come the issues of life. Meaning there is a stream that will deliver if the heart is right. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you need to understand that there is a fight and a faith and a freedom. And if we stand with God and if we let the word of God clean us up and if we have the fight in the name of Jesus we got to fight this warfare on a daily basis and then we got to have a strategic faith that holds on when all hell is breaking out you got to have a made up mind for my mind is made up and my heart is fixed. Can I get a witness? If mama won't go, I'm gone. If papa don't go, I'm gone. Do I have a witness? You got to run the race that is set before you. Looking to Jesus, the orphan finisher of our faith, who for the joy didn't he run before you? Didn't he endure the cross? Didn't he accept the pain? Jesus was 30 years old when he began his ministry. Turned water into wine at a marriage in Cana. But at 33, they said, let's put him to death. Can I get a witness? Jesus said, excuse me, one note. No man can take my life, but I'm giving my life. I have power to lay my life down, and I have power to take it up again. Do I have a witness? They drug him all the way to Calvary. They hung him up, and they stretched him out. At 9 o'clock in the morning, they stabbed him with a spear. They spit on him. They mocked him. They said, he saved others. Now save yourself. But Jesus uh, dismissed himself from himself. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Into thy hands 
I commit my spirit. And at three o'clock in the afternoon, he dropped his hand in the lock of his shoulders and he died. Didn't he die? He died till the sun stopped shining. He died till the earth started reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion said, surely this was the son of God. You got to hold faith in the good conscience. And then you got to have freedom through just obeying the word of God and waiting for Jesus to show up. Can I get a witness? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's coming to my rescue sooner than I think. He might meet me at home. He might meet me in my car. He might meet me at work. But he's coming because he cannot lie. Can I get a witness? And he is. He is my victory. He is my praise. He is my testimony. Jesus the Christ. You got to fight. You got to hold faith with a good conscience and you'll get freedom when you let go and let God. Let's stand on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus is the Son of God. He died for your sins on Calvary's cross, shed his blood, and faith in the finished work of Christ will give you salvation. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. We have four this morning. Just raise your hand. Is there one? You want to be saved this morning. Don't walk out here unsaved. Is there one? Or perhaps you are saved, you want to join a church. Raise your hand. I see your hands. If your hands are raised, come on up. Church, say amen. Come on up. Bless the Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Y'all got to hurry up. It's barbecue day. Come on. Hallelujah. Right here. Stand. Right here. Hallelujah. Stand. Face, face, face this way. Oh, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Brother, how you doing? How about you? Look at Jesus. Is there another? We can move down, please move down. Is there another? You want to be saved or join the church? Raise your hand. Is there another? Is there another? Hallelujah. Church, say amen. amen. In the day that you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Pastor Gordon can't save you. 
only Jesus and Jesus only. Can you follow the ministers, please? Thank you for coming up. Church, say amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. All right. Listen up. Be careful in your driving. Be careful cooking. If you don't know how to cook, go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. Don't blow yourself up. We love you. We love you. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your word that we are etched in this spiritual battle. And we have to hold faith and a good conscience in order to have freedom. Now bless your people and bless Pastor Mills and his lovely family. And God, go with us even right now. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, sweet communion, the blessed Holy Spirit, rest for all and abide with each of us both now and forevermore the church said.